Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Education Conversations. Well, uh, it's a time for us to now talk about education, right? Um, whether you have a child, a nephew, a niece who is currently going through the basic education or you are one that is learning, um, advancing your studies, this one is one for you. We're talking about project-based teaching and learning. Something I think has been sparked by the changes we've experienced through, you know, the fourth industrial revolution, the changes we've experienced in the way learning is delivered and received because of COVID-19 and how we have had to adjust. Our guest who's joining us is James Donald, who's executive director of the Department of Basic Education's E-Cubed program. James, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. So I think the first thing would be for us to have an understanding what E-Cubed does as a project and what do we mean when we are talking about project-based learning? Oh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You know, I know it's school holidays for some teachers. So there might be some teachers up this late and there might even be some, some high school learners that they've listened to your show. Um, the best way to explain E-cubed is within the name, so it stands for Entrepreneurship, Employment and Education. So it's quite simply the idea that the Department of Education wants to make sure that every child finishing school is ready for one of those two things. You know, so if you think back to when you were 15 or 16, what were the things that you things you wish you knew? Um, what were the things that you wished you had more time to spend on that might have gotten you better prepared for that first step when you finished school? And, uh, and then project-based learning is, is just one of the many ways that the science says we can help create those learning experiences um, for children. So clearly this is something that is um, new to us in, in, in terms of um, the, the delivery of the learning because it, it, it's not something I grew up on, at least. I, I was taught in the traditional way where textbooks must be learned and, you know, you must memorize and this is what you must understand because projects didn't count for many marks. But right now, things have turned around. Are our educators geared and ready to be able to deliver such um, a project-based learning programs? Yeah, so I think the the first thing, I mean, just to say thank you to all the teachers. I mean, they've carried us you know, more than anybody, perhaps, I mean, the healthcare workers over the last few years, and they've worked incredibly hard. And I don't think anybody expects teachers to do more. Um, so project-based learning is actually built into our curriculum. It has been for many years already. So, you know, if you have learning from school in the third term, it's one example, where teachers have to give every child a chance to prove themselves in a setting outside of a test or a formal exam. So those are called school-based assessments. So every teacher has to do them anyway. Sometimes it's a project, sometimes it's a speech, um, sometimes it's some group work. So the way the program is designed is to help teachers do what they're expected to do anyway, not do additional work, but to do it in a way that is more fun for the learners, is more engaging for the teachers, um, and that, again, the science says will work, um, and to help teachers learn how to bring these slightly different techniques that many of them are probably doing naturally anyway. And, uh, and realizing that they have the tools already um, to really make slightly different tweaks to the experiences children have in their classes. 
So, A-teamers, we are talking about uh, how we can be ready, prepare ourselves from the educator's point of view, the learner's point of view, and as guardians and parents' point of view for project-based learning. We are talking to James Donald, who is Executive Director of the Department of Basic Education's E-Cubed program. I want to hear from you um, around this particular style of learning. Do you feel that this is incorporated, as James has uh, mentioned, incorporated with every other learning stream? This would make things much better for our children to be able to grasp certain um, fourth industrial revolution um, concepts and to be able to apply them and remember them. Let me hear from you. Please do send us WhatsApps on 0614-104107 or you can send us SMSs on 413. 391 calling in you can do so on 011-714-2006 let's take a quick break late night conversations monday to thursday 10 p.m till midnight education conversations we're still in conversation with James Donald uh, from uh, the uh, Basic Education's EQ pro- uh, program. He's the executive director um, there. And we're talking about uh, project-based learning. And I'd love to hear from you, especially from educators and parents. I must tell you something. I I, I strongly believe that project-based learning, from what James has explained to us, um, incorporated with other learning um, mechanisms, would be one that would help our young people to be able to interact with the learning materials and to be able to research and stretch their own minds and become independent and this will make them remember not just you know some of the things I learned at school I I must be honest even in high school are things that I had to jog my mind so deeply to remember because I didn't do anything practical about them but if I had done practical uh, things like projects I think I'd be remembering them and applying them even expanding their scope so let me know what your thoughts are and uh, what your children experiences are around projects. I know some parents are also always moaning that, oh, these projects, there's so many and uh, they require so much time. Uh, We get project after project at the schools. But hey, listen, I'm sure this is a beautiful part of learning for our kids. 0614-104107. This is where you can uh, send us WhatsApps and uh, to call in. It's 011-714-2006. James, in terms of, um, you know, the differences between non-project-based learning and project-based learning. Maybe give us those differences so that we, we can take from there what, um, what benefits project-based learning has as opposed to non-project-based learning. Yeah, but let me give you a couple of examples. Because even you said, if, you know, you know, I had quite, quite, quite traditional school experiences. If you think of, um, even in the work context, when you are working on a, a specific story or, or preparing for a specific show, um, even when you are nervous, you're not sure exactly what you're doing, but you get into that kind of state of flow where you lose track of time, suddenly you spend three hours just obsessed with preparing for this one thing. It's getting to that that state of, of, um, of focus and interest and curiosity that's when the best learning happens. And and that experience of an adult or the young person in high school actually mirrors exactly the same experience that we all had when we were kids. Um, it's called play. You know, play is basically the genetic ability that we've all evolved with to learn um, through things that excite us. You know, so if you if you watch a six or seven year old playing a game that can be incredibly challenging, maybe they're building something, maybe they're outside playing with the car in the dirt, but they're completely absorbed in it. That level of focus 
um, I'm sure you had even in traditional class when things really got you interested, or in a teacher just had that same kind of knack to get that kind of relationship and see what you were interested in and give you that space. And um, so teachers know how to do that. Um, the, the project-based learning approach, and I can share some resources now, teachers can sign up and join. You know, by the end of this year, there'll be about 13,000 schools that will be signing up to participate in this particular pilot program. Um, and it's, again, not doing anything new, but it's just focusing on something that's really happening in class, making it a bit more deliberate, um, giving teachers the skills that increases sort of engagement in the classroom while also allowing children to pursue the things that they really enjoy. You know, we call it learning to play for younger children and project-based learning for older ones. But really, it's, it's a school experience that we all wish we had and that we had glimpses and moments of. You know, most of us did. You can remember those specific teachers or those specific moments that kind of made you think differently about yourself. Maybe it wasn't even a classroom experience. Maybe it was choir or something to do with the church or some other outing, something that happened. Mm. You know, education happens in these, these sort of spurts, and it's mostly about how the world changes inside our heads, you know, how we start seeing the world differently, not about the things that we get to know. The process of learning things helps us see the world differently. Um, and it's that little switch that we need to help teachers make. Mm, I, I totally agree with you. In terms of the 13,000 schools that will be starting up on this uh, particular project as a pilot, are they from the various quintile areas? Because I'm always so concerned that anything grand and great to advance education is always uh, started in the higher quintile schools, while the lower quintile schools are never really given as much support, and they lag behind always. Yeah, exactly. In this case, that should be a little bit the other way around. Um, this program had its, its roots in something called the Entrepreneurship in Schools program, and that started just before lockdown in 2019. And all nine provinces are involved, um, and they were asked to select schools exactly like you said, you know, steering towards the lower quintiles, but representing a broad spectrum, rural, urban, across the range. Um, and teachers from those schools in life sciences, uh, life orientation, and EMS have been doing these projects, um, and I can share some resources how teachers can get involved. And now as that, the learning from that program is, is scaling up, um, schools are able to sign up uh, individually, so I'll share. Um, there's a, a WhatsApp number if you allow me to share just now with teachers and schools if they're still interested in getting involved, regardless of which province they have, regardless of where they are, and um, they can sign up to participate in the training and the support um, for the program. And it's to try and find a way that, because in the trick that's writing an exam in a quintile one school in a rural area, we'll be writing exactly the same exam as a high quintile school in an urban area. Um, and so you want to make sure that those learners have all the same access and resources, um, which, of course, is not always true and not entirely possible. And um, so this is to bring a little bit of almost like social acupuncture, I guess, trying to increase the likelihood that every learner will have this really high-quality learning experience a number of times before they get to matric and make them better prepared you know, for, for life after school. Absolutely amazing um, that uh, it, it will be spread out and all learners, despite where they are coming from, um, are going to get equal opportunity to tap into this uh, program, the EQ program. In terms of, um, you know, what uh, the, 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 the project-based learning environment, uh, what does it bring for teachers in assisting them? What does the program EQ bring for teachers to support them in their teaching, to support them in their assessing of learners' abilities and capabilities? 
Yeah, so it's, um, I mean, any teacher can use it. It's so open to public parents too. Um, so do you mind if I share that number? No, 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 the, not at all. And we'll share it again before the end of the uh, uh, the interview. Great, great. So, so it's called Teacher Connect. So it's a DBE's WhatsApp line that they launched during COVID. So the number is 060-060-3333. So quite easy to remember. And if you WhatsApp the word hi um, to that number, there are about 160,000 uh, people actively using the line already, most of them teachers. And then on that line, you can get access to lots of different resources, study materials, you know, for teachers themselves, um, the shortened curriculum because of COVID, things like that. And one of the first things you'll see if you go on there, there are different menu options. There's one to sign up for the introduction to PBL course. Um, so if you sign up now, you can sign yourself up as a teacher and the school gets registered. And then in the second term, uh, there's a very light-touch online training that actually comes through a zero-rated service that doesn't use any data on your phone. Uh, the modules are like uh, short um, audio clips, so that's uh, it's almost like you're listening to a bit of a um, soap opera or a story. And then through the process of that, you get to learn the basics of um, that introduction to project-based learning. And then you get direct support through virtual coaches, through online classes, so that in the third term, you can run your first project yourself um, in your class. And in that project, you can kind of decide how much space and time you have. It can be anything from uh, a really fully developed integrated project where, for example, um, to try and catch up with time lost from COVID, uh, teachers can now use, say you do math, English, and science. The, te- the kids can do one project but get their third-term score for all three subjects. So an example you just said, you know, the pressure that teachers are under and the parents are under. So that, that's the kind of the sort of extreme example. Right the way through to something much simpler, where you learn how to um, practice putting children into pairs, giving them assignments, giving them small tasks to do in class, um, or, like you said, using different assessments, for example, giving the learners a way to assess their own creativity. Really simple little score sheet where you say, you know, I'm open to new ideas, never, sometimes, always, often, those kinds of things. Um, and the whole suite of, of um, tools that teachers can use. And more excitedly, there's a community that they can join of thousands of other teachers that can connect on Facebook, that can connect on uh, their record online community, that can connect each other on, on WhatsApp, because there are remarkable teachers of all generations. There are new teachers and those who, who've been in the sector for years who are making a huge difference. And I think sometimes they just need to feel supported and seen and, and sort of given the right to kind of trust their own guts, you know, to realize that it's not really about the marks, it's about the relationship with the learners and about giving them opportunities to pursue what interests them, you know. Uh, James, would it uh, be of any benefit um, if we were to consider extending the project-based learning into examination processes? I mean, how would that impact teachers and how would that um, minimize anxiety for students? Yeah, I mean, the one exciting program that we're also involved with, um, there's going to be a new grade nine exam um, in the next two, three years. Because currently learning has a tricky exam, right? So the idea is to have a, a grade nine exam that all learners in the country write. And the DBE is working hard on sort of best practice around the world and locally, working with teachers, working with unions, to figure out how to make that exam. There'll be a component of similar to the exam, you know, standardized test, exactly like you just spoke about, but also include two other components. So one is something around information. So in other words, a way for learners to start getting an idea of maybe what they want to do when they grow up, what subjects they should choose, what, what their strengths and weaknesses are. And then the other one is around the 21st century competencies, things like creativity or communication or critical thinking, 
and even more importantly, we talk about an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, this, this ability to, to solve problems. And we're already starting to pilot ways to measure, you know, those kinds of competencies, not as a way to assess children to be promoted or, or held back, but as a way for them to learn, to reflect, to see what they should maybe build on, to see what their strengths are, and, and for them to get to know themselves better. Well, I'm looking forward to these changes because there are clearly changes that will be for the best for both the teaching environment and also um, for the children. Um, in, in are teachers well uh, equipped and well versed to be able to start utilizing this project? I know you make it sound so easy, like the program <laughs> is easy. You just need to WhatsApp hello and all the resources are there. But are all our teachers, especially the teachers that have been um, in the sector for a very long time, um, are they all well versed and ready? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's difficult and very challenging for teachers. So um, there's no silver bullets. But the thing is where, you know, South Africa often talks about, you know, how do we catch up with the rest of the world? And in this fourth industry revolution conversation, people talk about what are the kinds of things where maybe we can leapfrog, you know, for example, go from, um, you know, banks to online banking or whatever. And the one place we really can leapfrog is kind of going back to our roots. You know, there's, there's a, a famous two speaker quote in the 60s already who said, the, the, the West's great gift to the world is an industrial and a military look, and Africa's great gift is going to be um, a more human face. It's going to be in the, in the field of human relations. And all the evidence says that the kinds of skills that you need for the future are around empathy, they're around critical thinking, they're around communication, and those skills come through relationships. So without being, you know, I think sometimes we, we sort of grow comfort around ideas like Ubuntu, but actually going back to our roots and realizing that those kinds of very traditional ways of building relationships, making children feel cared for, mm. making them take responsibility for others, you know, those kinds of things that actually are very much in our DNA, no matter what culture we grew up in in South Africa, those kinds of strengths are what we should allow teachers to, to focus on. Um, and, and I think sometimes we might have, we have to focus on the results, um, and we definitely don't want to lose that focus. But I think giving teachers a little bit of space to focus on the relationships um, is actually what the science is saying we should do, and, and all teachers can do that. Let me go to a voice note from our A-teamer, Douglas. It's always Patricia, the educational program with your visitor is very interesting. Project-based learning. I just wanted to have a question. Is it a form of uh, andragogy that is uh, recommended for edit learning or something very different from this? Douglas from Maseru. Thank you very much, Douglas, for that question. Um, uh, so, James, perhaps you can recap what uh, the E-Cubed program is about for his benefit. Yeah, so it, uh, it stands for entrepreneurship, education, and employment and ideas to help young people learn the skills they need to prepare themselves for a changing world. And to do it without adding necessarily new subjects, new classes, but to do it in an integrated way in all the subjects that um, learners are already doing. And so that's in particular um, to use third-term school-based assessments for learners to do projects. And then again, project-based learning is, is not necessarily the only way. Um, what we really care about is creating an environment where children feel safe, where they get a chance to pursue things that they're interested in, 
and they don't get supported. And that's really the most important thing. Um, and uh, again, for younger, for younger learners, that's really about focusing on learning to play. And for older ones, it's about finding things that they are passionate about and giving them opportunities to pursue those kinds of projects. Before we let you go, um, I'd love for you to give us uh, that WhatsApp number again and some of the resources that you spoke about for um, uh, educators. Yes, you're right. And anybody, a parent can also register and have a look at Stage 2. There is also a, a safety accredited course on project-based learning that you can get access as well for teachers. So the number is 060-060-3333. So just WhatsApp the word hi to that number and then you can interact with that and, and register and get access to all those resources. So parents as well can register, you say? Yes, they can, definitely. And uh, they can also follow us on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Excellent. I'm definitely signing up <laughs> when I finish work right now. Thank you very much for joining us, James. And uh, this project, I just wish it all the best of luck for the sake of our educators and our students. Yeah, thanks for making time to talk about education every week now. It's fantastic. I'll listen in the future for sure. Thank, <laughs> Thank you very much. That was James uh, Donald, uh, who is Executive Director of the Department of Basic Education's E-Cubed Program. We're going to go to a quick song and then uh, Greg Close comes for the news at 11 o'clock. Brian Tamba, Lost Without You.